Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go! from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair and at the helm and behind the wheel, and therefore he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. And before I continue on, how is the sound out there, ladies and gentlemen? It's been quite a while since I've been on the air. Do we get a 5-5? Am I sounding nice and clear? Good, 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 good. Everyone's saying perfecto, perfect, good deal. Today is Thursday, August 24th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 595, Are We Waking Up? And we will be doing a reading out of Psalm 66. But first, let's get at, get the daily disclaimer out of the way. So I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer. I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice, and I do not have any political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Journal Assembly and advocate for your participation in your local General Journal Assemblies, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. I want to emphasize that I have no affiliations with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and Tactical Civics, or any other organizations outside of the Michigan model. I have never participated in any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, or David Strait and Company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless you meet me at my doorstep with it, at which that point it will be addressed accordingly. And it's also important to note I'm also not a part of any cult or especially not a Freemason on any level. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own unless otherwise referenced. So there you go to all the Karens and Darrens out there. There you go. Okay, so where do we begin? It's been such a long time since I've been on the air. I do apologize for that. Family time has to come. We had a nice little trip up in Mackinac Island. I posted a 15-minute video on um, Telegram. 
that illustrates just exactly all of our adventures on the island. And if you ever go up to Michigan, I'm telling you, Mackinac Island is the place to go. That is the place to spend your money, especially up there, because, I mean, it's just, I mean, listen, I'm just going to tell you right now, between a hotel stay, food, and just basic, you know, shopping, plan on spending at least, if it's just you and another, you know, loved one, at least $800 a day. I mean, I'm just, I'm being honest with you. I mean, you're going to spend a lot of money. That's why a trip up in the Mackinac Island is good for about two to three days. Let me tell you, man, I tell you what, I was watching the dollars just fly out of my pocket like they were morning doves on Christmas morning. Like, just like, oh, bye dollars. I'm like, oh, wow, that was nice. Look at all the Benjamin Franklins and and, and Adam. Like, look, look at all the look at all the 20s and 50s. Oh, they look so pretty just flying right out of the pocket. Oh, my Lord. But you know what? The family had fun. It was a good time. But we got back and everybody got sick except me and knock on wood. But I've been doing ivermectin uh, for a lot longer than Haven and Katie. So I think that has been my saving grace, thankfully. <clears throat> so. But I do want to share a little bit of a. I, I do want to share a little bit of a of a of a parent win, uh, a, a mom and dad win, if you will. So when when Katie and I we were up there at the island, there was this place. Um, it's so Mackinac Island. It's an eight point two mile island all the way around, and um, and uh, and so th- there's a there's a, a fort called Fort Mackinac. Okay. And it was decommissioned. I forgot exactly what year. I want to say it was 1895 or 1899. I think it was 1895. The fort got decommissioned, um, but they they opened it up to the public and people can go in there and check it out and yada yada yada. Well, of course, there's a gift shop in there, and in that gift shop, there happens to be uh, toy guns of a certain kind. You know, with the little rent round uh, orange cap at the end of it, right? They had the rifle kind, like a muzzle loader kind, and then they had like the old school uh, pistols that you see. Like, uh, like kind of like what you see, J- you know, Captain Jack Sparrow carrying around in the movie, right? Uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And so Haven had her own spending money and she saw these guns and she really, really wanted one, especially the long rifle one, the muzzle loading one. And so, so she's really wanting this gun. And yeah, I think it's cool, right? But Katie, my wife, is like, Haven, I don't think that's a good idea. And then she looks at me. She goes, look, it's up to you. But I don't think it's a good idea considering what we're trying to teach her about guns. And so anyways, I knelt down because I agreed with her because guns, I don't believe, should be looked upon as toys. And so Nerf guns, different ballgame. But this was like something that actually looked like an actual gun. So I knelt down to Haven's level and I said, look, babe, I said, what does dad always tell you? Guns are tools. They're not toys. And the fact that these are made to be toys is not really a good idea. And what's also not a good idea is for mom and dad to allow you to have this gun as a toy because that would send the wrong message. Well, anyway, while I'm having this conversation with Haven, another mom who was there with her kids kind of rubbed Katie's back a little bit. And, and said something to the fact like, good job, mom, right? Or something like that. Katie's in the chat, so she could probably correct the record. But I'm just kind of paraphrasing here. So so Katie turns around. She's having this conversation with this lady. And she this lady proceeds to tell Katie, you know, when I was a little girl, I grew up around guns. And my parents never allowed us to have guns that were toys, right? Even toy guns, right? Not Nothing that resembled a toy at all. She said, you know, she had her first gun at the age of 10, which I can't remember what she said, if it was a 22 caliber or whatever it was. But the bottom line is, is that 
the mother was really acknowledging and, and admiring Katie and I's, you know, uh, stance on not allowing Haven to have this gun as a toy because we're trying to teach her guns are not meant to be toys. They're meant to be tools and used for specific purposes, not just to go, you know, running around the yard and playing cops and robbers and, sh you know, pretending to shoot each other. That's not what that's all about. And so anyway, that was kind of a cool little moment that, you know, Katie got to share, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things. It was just, you know, what do you do? You know, I mean, you know, look, when I was a kid, I had toy guns too, but you know, knowing what I know now, it's like, yeah, do we want to be promoting that message? Do we want to, you know, allow her to have the idea that, Hey, this is a toy gun. So it's okay to point these at different people. But then when she has a real gun and then she, you know, again, just kind of like a subconscious thing, you, you end up having a, a, a stupid brain fart moment. Right. I mean, I'm just more than likely not, but the bottom line is I don't want to ever get that message crossed ever, 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 ever. So, um, but anyway, so that was kind of a cool little moment, but anyway, but uh, yeah, we had an excellent trip. It was really, really fun. Spent a ton of money. Don't really give a crap. Like my mom was saying here in the chat, spend it, you ain't going to, you know, you ain't, you can't take it with you after you die. Uh, so we are doing more trips this, uh, this, this fall and this winter. Um, but anyway, just want to give you a quick update. So, um, this is probably gonna be the only podcast this week. Um, cause tomorrow's my nine year anniversary. Yay. So tomorrow is my nine year wedding anniversary, me and Katie's nine year wedding anniversary. So I won't be on the air tomorrow. Saturday is looking like a very fat chance of being on the air too, because, uh, we have some official, uh, kind of some, I have some things I need to get done, which is very, very important. Um, we'll just leave it at that. Um, and then of course I got to get back to work on Sunday. And then after I get out of work on Sunday, I have to go pick up my rental car because I have to go all the way to Detroit on Monday morning at, and I got to leave at 4am. Um, so I have to leave 4am to go to Detroit for a training Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then coming back Thursday. And of course, when I come back Thursday, I got to drop off the rental car and then go to horse lessons. So it's going to be a very busy week. And I apologize in advance for all this. This is why I wanted very much badly to be on the air today. Um, like I said, Haven's feeling better. Katie's starting to trend better, um, but still under the weather. So anyways, so there is that. So while we're kind of talking about Michigan, it's kind of interesting. So East Michigan, speaking of Detroit, is flooded like no other. Um, Detroit area is very, very flooded. My wife has shown me videos on I-94. Cars are up to their, you know, mid door panels in water bumpers. I mean, it's insane. Um, here's something also that was kind of crazy. I posted it on telegram, but it was a guy who was looking at a radar on his phone. It was a radar on his phone app. Um, and it was showing, you know, how it shows the green and the orange and the yellow, like where the thunderstorms are at and where the rain's at. Right. Well, in this video that he was doing, it showed <clears throat> pulsating, like something detonated on the radar because it pulsated and made like a ripple. It was insane. It's on my telegram. Go check it out. Um, I'd play it on the air right now, but there's really nothing that you're going to get of value by just hearing what the guy's saying about the video. You just have to watch the video. It's really crazy. Um, and by the way, I do have a live video stream going on on telegram. There's no audio on telegram, but if you want to listen to the audio on Podbean while seeing my ugly mug in this crazy homemade studio that I have here, just so you know, Video streaming is available on Telegram, but you won't hear audio on Telegram. But like I said, that's for the purpose of hearing the audio on Podbean and seeing the video stream on Telegram because the Podbean audio is way better. 
Um, so anyway, so there's that. So here's another little story. So, uh, so there is a post I saw on Telegram, speaking of Telegram, that um, there are over 2,400 plus children that are currently missing in Hawaii in that crap bag mayor and governor and the fake chief of police over there seem to be all involved in that cover-up. Now, there is a guy by the name of Nick Sorter, Sortor, S-O-R-T-O-R, and he posted, this is what he posted, Maui police headlocked me for asking the mayor about missing children. Mayor Bisson knows the answer, but he's hiding it. The mainstream media have been refusing to press the mayor on this, so residents and I started pressing him hard for the past several days. He's been demonizing and attempting to discredit me ever since. Regardless, we've been able to really blow the lid off this story. This is a cover-up. Children were burned alive. And I've even heard a horrific first-hand accounts from locals that found baby bones in car seats and bones of a young boy laying on top. Now, this cover-up, children were burned alive. This is horrifying, guys. This is absolutely horrifying if this is, if this is true. And I'm sure it's true. This is disgusting. And there's an absolute, uh, that's right, I didn't complete it here. There was a young boy laying on top of his dog to protect it from the inferno. And there are four schools in Lahaina served over 3,000 students. Only 400 have enrolled in other schools. Another 200 are doing virtual learning. Well, where are the other children, Mr. Mayor? Where are the other children? Uh, like Destry was saying right here, sounds like a child sacrifice to Moloch on a massive scale. I would happen to agree with that. It's sick. And I feel so sorry for these children. We need to remember someone, when we get to the prayers, remind me not to forget to pray for the children in Hawaii. I mean, everybody in Hawaii, but especially the lost souls and children, you know, the children over there in Hawaii. I, I just, it, it breaks my heart. Just breaks my heart. Um, Here's something else. There's been a lot of discussions about uh, returning of uh, the mask mandates come mid-September due to the a new COVID variant circulating. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does anybody buy that at all? Uh, at all? Because I don't. Um, we're going to be playing some audio pieces after the reading. Uh, but one crucial point that I want to make is that a supposed TSA whistleblower uh, that was mentioned uh, that that has mentioned the possibility of mask mandates resuming mid-September. Now, as we consider this, it's important to reflect on uh, what transpired three years ago. We can't forget what happened then, because some view those measures as ineffective and burdensome, which they were. And we should recall the impact of turning the world into a virtual ghost town, suspending societal functions and shutting down basically the world's businesses and, and basically the world economy and confining us to our homes as if we were prisoners on house arrest. Now, there were concerns raised about potentially forced vaccinations way back when, you know, requirements along with the propagated idea that people would be taken from their homes and put into green zones within the CDC encampments, which let's be real about that. That would be pretty much equivalent to a concentration camp of sorts. Right. And many people within their jobs were threatened by little and large corporations that if they did not mask up or if they did not vaccinate, that they would be terminated from their positions. Now we cannot forget what happened to us those three years leading up to where we're at today. We must not forget the tyranny and the oppression that was forced down our throats and, and, and in our faces day and night 
by various media sources on TV, on the internet, on radio, and oh, let's not forget billboards and posters plastered all over the freaking world. Hell, it was even on commercials on your gas pumps for crying out loud. Uh, you know, it, here's the thing. While sharing these thoughts, we need to remember the challenges that we faced. Now, to those who may advocate and participate with these supposed lockdowns that are being discussed and for a return to mask mandates, be aware, be aware that your actions will be noted and they will have legal consequences. Mark my words, and your names will be remembered and noted on the record. And as for those who blindly comply like little blind sheep, well, consider the consequences you may face and understand that the fate that awaits you is well-deserved. I'm just going to say it for what it is. You can call me heartless, but you know what? If you're going to comply with these nonsense mandates again, that's all I'm going to say to you. Keep following blindly, sheep. Keep following blindly. Because this serves as a warning to everyone, urging informed and thoughtful action and to comply no longer. This is the official test for mankind, in my opinion, and we have a lot of work to get done. The biggest task at hand is to reassemble our states in all 50 states so we can return to a de jure and lawful government under common law, which, by the way, is the law of the land, natural law, uh, God's law. See, this has nothing to do with religion, but everything to do with keeping God centered at the heart of everything we do. The time has arrived and the time is now. Are you going to comply or are you going to bow down like you once did three years ago? Because I'll tell you right now, I sure as hell am not. Destry says right here, anyone who tells me I need a mask, I will very colorfully tell them what they can do with themselves. <laughs> I have a funny feeling it would probably end in a yourself. Just my guess. He'd probably say, you can take that mask and go yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what I would say too. <laughs> and of course, because this is in my own backyard, I figured I'd kind of touch on this a little bit since it seems pretty appropriate to touch on a little bit. Um, claims of voter fraud. Remember that. Okay. Cause remember 2020 election never got, uh, you know, uh, situated, but we all know what's going on. Okay. If you're in the assembly, I mean, we all know really what's going on, but I still got to touch on this cause it is kind of interesting. So the claims of voter fraud in Michigan's 2020 election have emerged because, um, they're suggesting that the evidence was concealed by the FBI. Surprise, surprise. Oh, and in that toolbox, uh, that they call a Michigan attorney general, Dana Nessel, um, an investigative report by the Gateway Pundit exposed fraudulent voter registrations and a police raid on a Democrat registration group's office. Huh. And Nessel eventually confirmed the allegations. Now, there are confidential photos that revealed the suspicious voter applications with the same handwriting and questionable return address. And despite the evidence... No prosecutions have occurred, and the FBI's responsiveness has been criticized. Well, no kidding. And so the alleged suppression of information and contradictions raised doubts about the transparency and integrity of the investigation, warranting further clarity. But seriously, does any of this really surprise any of you who are listening? Because quite frankly... It does not surprise me in the least bit, considering all that we've learned about the lies that we've been fed and have been force fed, I should, I should say, down our throats year after year, decade after decade. Does any of this really shock you? Because it does not me. 
Now, lastly, before we get into the reading, because I have a lot of audio pieces to get to, I've got a lot to cover, but lastly, lastly, and I will thank a certain somebody up there in the great white Alaska, or soon to be the great white Alaska here in probably like two weeks, I'm sure it should start snowing up there. But you guys all remember Wisconsin Annie, who was on this show with Brock, right? Part of the so-called Wisconsin General General Assembly, at least not her anyways, because, um, well, I'll just let you give this a listen to. Just just listen to this. If we want to play. There we go. Oh, hold on. (laughs) Ah, boy, I tell you what, I get my, my, my sound switches mixed up. Here we go. And yet it doesn't want to play. What is going on here? Hmm. Okay, hold on a second, guys. We're going to try a different audio source here. All right, this is what we're going to do because a little technical difficulties. Surprise, surprise. Am I even connected to the Bluetooth here? I thought I was. Okay, let's do this. Hold on. Hold the phone for a minute. Oh, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Hold on a second, guys. Wow, of course, I can't find it on my phone, so we're just going to do this. Here it is. Former owner of Annie's Campground in Gresham has her bond increased after being on the lam for months. Today in Shano County, the court set Ann Retzloff's bond at $65,000, crediting her for $15,000 she'd already posted to previously go free. As we've reported, Retzloff was wanted for seven months after missing a court date in January. Deputies said last night she was back in custody. She faces trial on charges related to a six-mile police chase in 2021 that spans Shano and Menominee counties. Yeah, and uh, yeah, (laughs) we'll just leave it there. Okay, do you understand why I do not have Wisconsin Annie on the show anymore? Does anybody understand why I don't have certain people on this show anymore? I don't know. Maybe somebody also like uh, with the initials DB, for example, who was, uh, I don't know, running for governor in Michigan. Do you understand why I don't have certain people on this show anymore? There's reasons for that, folks. There's reasons for that. As more information comes forward and as more investigations proceed forward, we start understanding and start learning stuff. It's called discovery. Remember the people in the assembly compose and comprise of the grand jury. Okay. We are the ones who investigate. We are the ones who serve the indictments. We are the ones who actually can uh, toss out worthless laws flat on its face. It's called jury nullification. We, the people have control over all that. So just, just thought I'd let you know. Like Destry was saying right here, personal agendas and assemblies don't mix. That's right. They don't mix. You want to know why they don't mix? Because when people have their own personal agendas, you're self-serving yourself and not serving your country. And quite frankly, we don't have time for people like that. So that's kind of one of the reasons why we're seeing this, uh, you know, this, this coup d'etat here in Michigan. And by the way, Um, I don't know the details yet, but California, uh, congratulations to your assembly, your rightful, lawful assembly, by the way. I'm just going to leave it there. Happy to hear what's going on in California, and God is moving mountains over there. 
And God is going to be moving mountains over here in Michigan before you know it. Hence, one of the reasons why I have also been so busy and not been able to get on the air. So congratulations, King California. That is amazing. We'll just leave it there. But the information and that will eventually come out in due time. But it is not my business to put out there. But I do want to extend a congratulations. So that is awesome. Now. Let's get into the reading real quick, and then we got some more audio pieces to cover. So Psalm 66. So starting with verse 1, make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name, Salah. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doing towards the son of men, sons of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the river on foot. There we will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. Salah. Oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved. For you, O oh God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer you burnt sacrifices of fat animals with the sweet aroma of rams. I will offer bulls with goats. Salah. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. And if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. And that is a reading of Psalm 66. Now. I think it's important to say that we can certainly find comfort and strength in these words that we just read here, which is a very perpetual message that holds guidance and inspiration for us in our personal journeys. And life's challenges often mirror the trials and triumphs that are depicted in this scripture, offering us kind of a kind of like a roadmap, right, for navigating our own paths with grace and hope. And in moments when life feels overwhelming, the psalm encourages us to raise our voices in joyful praise, just as the psalmist recognizes the awesome works of God. And we can also take a moment to appreciate the beauty that surrounds us, the little miracles, right? Acts of kindness and the strength that resides in each and every one of us. Now, in the midst of difficulties, the psalmist in this reading speaks of passing through fire and water. Now, these are symbolic elements, and it reminds us that trials are part of the human experience, and yet we can emerge from them with a richer understanding of ourselves and our purpose, just as they found rich fulfillment, so too can we find growth and resilience in our challenges. Now, the psalmist acknowledgement of the importance of integrity is particularly relevant in our own complex world. See, it's important that we need to take heed not to let negativity or dishonesty take root in our hearts. Instead, let us embrace honesty 
empathy, in goodness, knowing that our actions, they actually do have the power to shape our lives and those around us. Now, even in the moments when the way forward seems unclear, and buddy, you and I both know that our paths forward sometimes seems very, very unclear. But the psalm assures us that God's watchful eyes observe our journeys like they like he did in California. And this message of divine guidance reminds us that even when we feel lost, we are not alone. And just as the psalmist found comfort in God's presence, we too can find solace in knowing that there is a higher purpose guiding us. Now, as we go about our lives, we need to remember the importance of unity and community. See, because the psalmist experience of rejoicing after trials emphasizes the strength of collective support. And our shared experiences and connections remind us that we are stronger together and that our ability to overcome challenges is enhanced when we stand by one another's side. And so in conclusion with all this, Let's draw inspiration from Psalm 66 to navigate our own personal journeys with courage, with gratitude, with unwavering faith, just as the psalmist offered praises and gratitude. And let's take a moment each day to recognize the blessings in our lives. And may we emerge from life's trials with hearts full of hope and a deeper connection to our inner strength. And may God bless our journeys we undertake and may he bless the lessons we learn along the way. Amen. So before we get into some of these audio pieces that I'm going to play with our, you know, which is pretty much related to the uh, title, Are We Waking Up? There's really no agenda that I have here. There's just, just kind of like a compilation of different videos and audio pieces that kind of relate to what we're discussing today. But before I get into that, I do also want to let you all know I had the privilege of meeting Bill Hermanson this week on Monday, actually, the day after we got back. He uh, was in my area, and we actually got to get together. We went out to breakfast and got coffee, him and his lovely wife, Sandy. And, uh, yeah, hung out with uh, Bill and his, and his wife for two hours, two, two and a half hours. I, I brought I brought Haven with me because, like I said, Katie wasn't feeling well. We were going to have him over at the house to have coffee. But because of the nature of what we were going through, I didn't think that was a good idea. So I said, hey, Bill, um, how about we meet somewhere? Because Katie's not feeling that well, and I don't want to see you guys get sick. And so that's what we did. And it was amazing. It was such a great time to meet Bill and Sandy. And I tell you, we just had a great, great conversation. So I just thought, you know, you all should know that me and Bill, we connected face to face and had coffee and we shot the breeze there for a while. And it was a good, good time. And I tell you what, Bill really is a treasure to the, you know, to the National Assembly without a doubt. Like Oscar just said, he is a national treasure, a real one. Absolutely. Now, the first audio piece I want to play, let me just adjust my light here for a minute on my phone. Um, this is by Jim, jo or excuse me, by Jordan Peterson. Now, let's give this a quick listen to because he he's pretty spot on with what he's talking about here. Let's give this a listen to. Have you all noticed that food has become much more expensive? That shelter has become much more expensive? That energy is more expensive, that many consumer goods are simply unavailable? Can you not see that this is going to get worse if the Deloitte-style moralists have their way? 
How much short-term pain are you going to be required to sustain? Decades worth? All your life and the life of your children? It's very likely for your own benefit. Remember that. And all this painful privation is not only not going to save the planet, it's going to make it far worse. That's right. It's going to make it far worse. I hope you heard that message because he is spot on. Are we waking up to what's going on? See, I think people are starting to wake up personally because I'm listening to the conversations with people in and out of the gas stations that I'm at. I'm listening to drivers under the rack of where I load at, people that are typically sleepy type of people. I'm hearing the conversations that people are discussing and, and I'm hearing more conversations about the child trafficking and what's going on. I tell you what, and in the in the in the pedophile you know pedophilia that runs rampant in Hollywood, I'm hearing more and more of these types of conversations out in the open public, which tells me that people are starting to basically get the bigger picture. I think the reversal of the decades upon decades upon decades of brainwashing is starting to finally reverse and trend the other way. And people are starting to break out of the spell of, you know, this MK ultra nonsense that, you know, the CIA used Hollywood and in, and the music industry to, manipulate our thoughts and perceptions. I honestly think we are trending in a reversal now. I really do. Now, another area I think people should listen to. Now, this is very interesting. Now, wait to the end of this audio piece. Now, the, again, this right here is one of the biggest reasons why we need to assemble our states and we need to get our people together. See, this is what Bill Hermanson and, and people like Destry and other people are doing by going around and people like uh, Lisa Muzi and, and Oscar, you know, whether if they're doing it digitally, physically or whatever, okay? They're getting the information out there. And uh, like, I believe, I think Bill is going down to Cook County and he's supposed to speak this weekend, uh, I think with 60 people at the American Legion. I, I want to say it, well, it is uh, for his presentation, too. I mean, he's he's going all over Tennessee, Kentucky. I mean, he's going all over. But it's people like these, these people who are helping wake up the people and getting them educated to let them know what we need to do. So this next audio piece I'm going to play is exactly the reason why we need to take our government back, not take it over. OK, because remember, this is not a takeover of the government. This is taking our government back and put it back into the hands of we the people like it always should have been from 1861 on back. Listen to this. Yes, which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? 36 have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. 19 have been accused of writing bad checks. 117 have directly or indirectly uh, been bankrupted at least two businesses. Three have done time for assault. 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit. <laughs> 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits. And 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. How many of you think NBA? How many of you think NFL? 
Well, the answer is neither. It's the 435 members of the United States Congress. Oh. <laughs> stupid. You stupid chipmunk. Shut up. But it is funny. I will laugh at that. Yeah, that is Congress. Those stats that you heard were people in Congress. <laughs> and, and, and yet people think that these people have our best interests at heart. Get the heck out of here. No, they do not. This is why we need to assemble folks. But listen, we don't have to really worry about that because we do have continuity of government. We do have, I mean, if you look at the law, the war, uh, the law of war manual and you read it, okay, and I'm not saying that I've read it from cover to cover, okay, but the military is indeed in charge of what's going, you know, in charge of our country right now until the people reassemble. Okay. President Trump, Tr Donald John Trump is still commander in chief. Okay. And again, everything that you're seeing with these people that had all these charges that you just heard, again, all kabuki theater, all kabuki theater. This is why we need to get the restoration of our government back into the hands of we the people. I cannot emphasize, emphasize this enough. Now, let's go back to the topic of the mask mandates for a second, okay? Because they're talking very heavily about that. Now, listen to what this girl has to say, about a minute and 39 seconds, but she's spot on. Listen. I'm just going to say this. I heard uh, this morning on another podcast that this variant obviously is already sweeping the UK. They're considering having all their citizens in the UK mask up again. Guys, I am begging you, if you stood down in 2020... Please stand up in 2023 when this hits our shores. That's right. Because if you think you lost freedom last time, it ain't going to be nothing compared to what they're going to do this time. And if we overwhelm these idiots and let them know that we will not do this, and those of us that stood last time don't have to stand alone, then we can beat this. We can actually beat them at their game this time. So please don't be a coward this time. Don't mask your kids up. Don't go and not go to the grocery store without your mask on. Don't send your kids to school with masks on. Don't stop hugging each other. Don't stop going to church. And if your pastor shuts his doors, find a new church. If your pastor finds a way to agree with the narrative, find a new church this time. Guys, we are living in the end and they are trying so hard to tear down our country from within. And they're doing it and they're going to continue doing it. And the only way for us to push it back is to stand up. There are far more of us than there are of them, but they are going to work exceptionally hard. And I guarantee you, if they start pushing this in our country, it will be far worse than it was last time, far worse than it was last time. They want 15 minute cities. They want us to stop communicating with each other. They want to censor us. They want to shut us down. We have to stand. We're already seeing it with what's going on in Hawaii. And if you think that was a natural disaster, you got another thing coming. That's right. You got another thing coming. Absolutely. She's absolutely spot on. And the only way that we're going to take this over is to overwhelm them because we outnumber them by huge ratios, huge margins, huge margins are on our side. We must, like Destry says, we must reoccupy our offices. This is how we do it. We stand up, we reoccupy our offices, we reassemble. Okay. It's not a hard thing, folks. Listen, have these conversations and look, not everybody's going to get it. You're going to get people that are gonna be like, oh, I don't get it. Well, oh, okay. Uh, uh, Jethro, uh, move it along and just, you know, just 
I'll, I'll talk to your cousin and we'll, we'll go from there. And hopefully there's a couple brain cells there to, to rub together. But, you know, there's going to be people that don't want, you know, that listen, there's going to be people that won't get it. There's going to be people who don't want to get it. There's people that are going to get it, but don't really care to act because, oh, look, it's not affecting me personally. I just want to live my life. I want to make my money. I want to put in, you know, I want to invest in my 401k and, you know, I want to go to the nightclub. I want to do this. I want to binge watch, you know, white collar. No. Okay. Those people, like there's going to be people that that get it, but they're not going to want to do anything about it. Right. And then there's people which is a small percentage of people, people like you and I, that get it, they're awake, and you're moving because God is calling you to move. All right, now, here's another video from a police officer. Listen to this. Uh, Maybe. Oh, it's one of those stupid TikTok ones. Hold on, I gotta upload it somewhere else. Here we go. So the government may be trying to bring back the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates. According to Joe Rogan and love him or hate him, he's been right about a lot of things. But he says he has an exclusive TSA whistleblower who claims that in mid-September, the lockdowns will return due to the new COVID strain in Canada. Now, I know for me personally, I'm not doing that shit again. So what about you? I've talked a lot about mass formation hypnosis in some of my recent videos, and I'm curious to see how the people react if they do bring the lockdowns back. So let me know your thoughts on this and follow to stay in the loop. That's right. Um, People are starting to realize that this is bull crap and we're not falling for this crap anymore. We're done. We're absolutely done with it. And anybody who wants to comply with this, I tell you what, you got another thing coming to you. Now, here's something else. This is also talking about the uh, the fires. Um, let me see. I can't remember if this was talking about the fires in Canada or if this was talking about the fires in Hawaii. Hold on. Let me. I have so many videos and I don't put enough good notes. Uh, let's just click on it. We're going to find out. We already know why the Maui fire started. They're planning on building a 5G smart city. There's a big fire in Kelowna, Canada right now as well. And what do you know, in 2020, Canada's first 5G smart city project launched in Kelowna. They're going to keep on burning these places and moving the people out. Why? Because of this right here. And what does this have to do with it? This. Y'all remember the movie Hunger Games? These are the mega regions that they are planning on building and moving all of us in. My thing is, are we going to wait until we have to live in these cities before anybody does anything? Look at where the fires are and then look at the map. See that spot right there? And these right here, see this line right here and all this right here, the more, you know. Yeah. So what she was showing, there was a a map of showing like where all the fires were at, um, across the country, across Canada. It is very interesting. And like I said, you see what's happening over there in Detroit. Um, when you see that, if you go watch that video, um, and I don't even know, look, I'm going to play it anyways, even though you can't really hear anything relevant, that video of the guy that posted, uh, like I said, the radar, the weather radar, just listen to his reaction. It's just, it's very interesting. It's only 14 seconds, but listen, uh, play. That's some conspiracy theory shit right there. Yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, like I said, there is really nothing of relevance in that audio. But when you watch the video, again, it's on my Telegram. 
go check it out. Just scroll up a little bit. You'll see it. It's got a uh, the thumbnail of the video. It's clearly a weather, uh, whatever you want to call it, a weather radar. But it looks like a rippling of storms that happened uh southern michigan northern indiana area i mean like i said detroit is just completely screwed with flooding i mean i'm honestly it's going to be kind of interesting because i'm wondering if my training is going to continue uh to be uh scheduled for monday i have a funny feeling it might get rescheduled because i don't think that flooding is just gonna you know go away that quickly uh, so I guess we'll see. I don't know. I, I absolutely have no idea. But yeah, uh, Oscar says correct correctly right here. He says the radar almost looked like a fingerprint. Yeah, it was very, very interesting. Um, let's see here. What else do I have in the mix here? Oh, now here's another one. This is a minute and 18 seconds. Yet another display of Satan using deception said it before but parents it's really important that you're paying attention to what your kids are viewing and listening to and here's an example why recently a group of christian artists and i say that loosely gathered together in nashville to celebrate the new album from Derek webb who's Derek webb well he used to be part of the group called caden men's call anyways he just released an album called the jesus hypothesis the artists that joined him to celebrate his new release were Jennifer Knapp, Plum, and Flamey Grant. Yes, you heard that right. Flamey Grant. Yikes. The album is labeled under Christian. You can find it under Christian genre. Take a look at one of the top songs on this album. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty freaky. I tell you what. Yeah, very, very interesting. And here's something else. So my wife was also saying, so you got to be careful, folks, when it comes to music. See, even in the Christian genre. And look, I know I play a lot of music towards the end of this show, and I'm going to kind of back down a little bit on that because truth be told, let's not forget what the Tavistock Institute does and, you know, what they use music, the music industry for. I mean, yes, I, I know it's music that we've all grown up with and some music that seems harmless. You know, here's the thing. I don't listen to music at all in my truck. I spend 12 hours a day in the cab of that truck. Off and on, obviously. I mean, not 12 hours straight, but off and on. Most of the time I'm driving. Okay. I don't listen to the radio. In fact, I don't even listen to the podcast really much that much anymore. I don't listen to any podcast really. Um, you got to be aware of who you're listening to, though, especially in the Christian genre, because my wife was just saying that she was seeing some videos. Now, I don't know how true it is yet. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure a lot of you can do your own research. I'm sure it's right out there. But uh, I think who was it? Laura, Lauren Dangle, I think her name is Daggle, Dangle, whatever, Lauren Dangle. Um, apparently, she's uh, got some Daggle. She's got some uh, photos of her out there uh, doing that one-eyed symbolism stuff, you know, that satanic one-eyed symbolism, you know, cultic crap that they do, covering one eye. So did she sell out? I mean, I don't know. But, you know, you got to be very, very careful with who you listen to. 
Okay. You have to be very careful because Satan is doing one hell of a job right now and, and trying to deceive many by, by infiltrating the Christian music sector. Be very cautious. Guard your heart, guard your mind, guard your soul and what goes into your mind. Okay. I cannot stress this enough. Satan is on full blast right now with his tactics on full blast. But as long as we continue to ask God for, you know, for, for prayer and for, um, and for, uh, uh, discernment. Okay. I think we will be just all right. Now, this last audio that I'm going to play, it's a little lengthy. It's a little lengthy. Um, when I say a little lengthy, not like crazy, but it's about 17 minutes long. But it's important. It's important. And then we're going to close it out in prayer. And the reason I'm doing this audio is because this is probably going to be the only show until I get back home from my job training next week. Okay. Um, like I said, got a lot to do. So I'm trying to make the most of this show tonight. All right. So maybe you can hit replay and, and listen to it a couple times until I get back on the air. Listen to this. This is very, very important. Very, very important. What happens in the unseen world when you fast and when you pray. It's the story of Moses and the Amalekites, Moses and the children of Israel fighting the Amalekites. And God told him to go up on the mountain and lift his hands toward heaven. He said in Exodus 17 and verse 11, lift your hands, Moses. God commanded him to. And as long as he had his hands in a physical posture raised toward heaven in obedience to what God told him to do with a physical command and place a posture, the way what he did with his body, as long as, as he had physical obedience, he was winning the battle in the unseen world because of his physical obedience. This story is important because it reinforces the fact that physical obedience, listen, brings spiritual release. You can say, well, if God's going to win the battle, he'll just win the battle. But in this story, God said, what you do with your physical body, Moses, determines whether or not this particular battle is going to be won. Because physical obedience brings spiritual release. That's why this story is so important that somehow there is a connection between what we do physically and what happens spiritually. What we do here with our physical bodies makes a difference of what happens in the unseen world. Angels were released into that battle when he raised his hands physically, if his hands started coming down, because God told him to do it. And if his hands started coming down, then the angels would withdraw and the enemy would begin to defeat. Hebrews chapter one says that angels are sent out 
to render services on behalf of those who inherit salvation. It says the angels of God are spirits that are sent as, as flames of fire. It says it in that same chapter later, in that same chapter there, he'll make his ministers flames of fire. His, he, he, he mentions that, that there is breath, there is wind, this wind and fire. That's what angels are like. And he said, I'll release those angels and they will be dispatched into the situation. So get it now. Here's the point. Hands are raised. And as long as Moses obeys what God tells him to do with a physical act, the battle is won because of what he's doing physically with his body. If his hands go down, then he begins to lose the battle. You see, the Bible said, lift up your hands without wrath or doubting. The word wrath means don't get mad about the instruction God's giving you to do something physically. Do it without wrath and then do it without doubting. Doubting means don't question what good does it do. Don't question when God tells you to do something physically. If he said lift your hands, don't stand there arguing with God saying I don't have to do that. No, the truth is Physical obedience brings spiritual release every time. In the modern church, we have reduced everything down to feelings and intellect and not to any physical actions. I feel like I'm humble, so I never have to get on my knees and bow before the Lord. I feel like I love the Lord and I worship him on the inside and I don't have to clap my hands. I don't have to raise my hands. I don't have to stand to my feet and worship God physically with my body. God knows my heart. I feel faith, so I don't have to risk anything. I have faith in my heart. Everything gets reduced down in the modern day church to internal stuff and there is no outward manifestation. But if you tell your wife or your husband, I love you on the inside, but you never show it on the outside, they're going to question you. And God says, sometimes I demand of my people a physical act of obedience before I release spiritual reward. And fasting is one of those acts of obedience. There are times when God requires of all of us a physical action, a physical action. Why? Because there's a connection between the physical action here and the spiritual power that is released there. Moses with his hands up, as long as his hands are up, Israel wins. Physical obedience releases spiritual power, favor, help, protection, healing, miracles, blessing. And when you begin to fast and pray, you release God's supernatural power and forces of heaven. I'm going to show you this right out of the Bible. You know, I, I hear this little saying, higher levels, higher devils. And that's a good saying, and I get it, you know, that the higher you go up in God, the more the devil fights you. 
But it's almost, that's, that statement almost glorifies the devil to me. Higher levels, higher devils. It almost says, I don't want to get, oh, I don't want to go too high because then the devil will know who I am and really attack me. He already knows who you are. And who is protected more on a battlefield? A private, a new enlisted soldier, or a five-star general? Who has more soldiers around him protecting him, the private or the general? The truth is, listen to this, higher level, higher angelic protection, higher angelic participation in the assignment God has given you. The greater God trusts you with greater assignments, the greater he's like Elisha when he when his servant went out and said, oh my God, the Assyrians are surrounding us. What are we going to do, prophet? He said, just relax. Lord, open his eyes. And he looked out and, and when he looked again, he saw chariots of horses and fire surrounding them because the higher the call on your life and assignment, the higher the divine protection of God around you and your family. Don't be afraid to dream big, to ask big, to believe big. I'm not going to back down because I'm scared the devil will fight me more if we keep doing more. We've just begun and we're going to higher levels and we're going to have more angelic protection. Clap your hands and praise God if you believe it. Daniel chapter 10. I'll begin reading with verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, no meat, no wine came in my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Verse 10, suddenly, while I was fasting, while I was eating vegetables, while I was seeking God, while I was praying, I made a vow, I told God. And if you read Daniel chapter one, he goes into detail of what he ate. He said, I ate vegetables and water and I abstained from pleasant food. He said, while I was in this three week time, an angel came, verse 10, suddenly a hand touched me that made me tremble on my knees and on the palm of my hands. And he said, Oh, Daniel, man greatly beloved. Understand the words I speak to you. This is an angel talking to him. And notice he said, I come and this is how God feels about you. Oh, Daniel, man greatly beloved. Understand the words I speak to you. Stand upright. For I have been sent to you. While he was speaking the word to me, I started to tremble. Verse 3, he said, I ate no pleasant bread. Listen carefully. The word pleasant there is desirable. I ate no pleasant or desirable bread. What's interesting is when when Daniel 11 said, or Daniel 10 and verse 11 says, Oh, Daniel, man, greatly beloved. The word greatly beloved is the same word described desirable. Oh, Daniel, greatly desired. I ate no desirable bread. God's response was, Oh, Daniel, 
you are greatly desired by me. I ate no desirable food. I became a man greatly desired by God during this 21 days. There's a difference, folks, between God's love and God's favor. God's love is 100% full on seven days a week, 24 hours a day. There's nothing you can do that can make him love you more. There's nothing you can do that can make him love you less. You don't earn it. You can never deserve it. His love is full. His love is free. And God loves you. There is a difference between God's love and God's favor. Favor is different because it is initially given to us as a gift. And its increase in our life is dependent upon our stewardship of what we do to gain God's favor. The love of God is, it, it, it is absolutely full and free. It's perfect love and it's full and it's yours. But the favor of God does not come in its fullness on your life until you do certain things that gets God's attention. You can't buy God's favor, but you do not get more of God's favor without sacrifice. The increase of favor comes from obedience and sacrifice. Daniel's story is a story of favor. It's a picture of unusual increase of favor. God says, when you win my favor, when you do things, there's something about you doing a physical act of obedience that brings spiritual release of favor and blessing. Look out, miracles will come, favor will come, blessing will come, God will raise you up. It's less of you and more of him. And you know when you get there, to God be the glory. He said, Daniel, man greatly beloved, understands the words that I speak to you. Stand upright, for I have been sent to you. Do not fear. Daniel, listen, from the first day you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before God, your words were heard. I have come because of your words. Listen now, the angel's talking. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. There was a principality over Persia, which is Iran, and this strong demon power withstood me, the angel said, for 21 days. But because you kept fasting and praying, Michael, one of the chief princes, Michael, came to help me. There are three major angels, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. Lucifer failed. Gabriel brings messages, but Michael is the warring angel, and he was sent as reinforcements to break through the enemy's resistance. Now, let me explain something to you. There is no battle between God and Satan. God, God's not warring with the devil. God said, if I by the finger of God cast Satan out, all God's got to do is flip his finger. He, he gave the devil a, the, the finger and, and cast him out of heaven. There's not like this big battle. There is no war between God and Satan. But listen, everything was created for a purpose. There is a war between the angelic forces and demonic forces, and you and I get to vote who wins. That's what this story teaches. 
that there are angels and demons that are battling and angels have the answer to prayer and they're battling and you and I, what we do physically can release spiritual power to those angels. We vote in the battle of the heavenlies. Now let me close with this thought. In that story, in Mark chapter 17, when the disciples said, why could we not cast this devil out? Jesus gave two reasons. He said, you have unbelief and you are a perverse generation. In other words, he was saying to his own disciples, because that's who asked him. Number one, if you have unbelief, you have, you have disconnected from God. You have disconnected from the word. You have disconnected from praise and worship. You have disconnected from church. You have disconnected from my presence. You have disconnected from hungering for me. And when you disconnect from God, unbelief begins to take over. You're not faith-filled. Unbelief begins to take over your life. Fear, anxiety, hopelessness, despair. And he said, first of all, your unbelief, you're disconnected from God. Now watch this. And you're perverse comes from the word pervert. In other words, he's saying you, you're not connected to God. And on top of that, you're too connected to the world. But let me tell you how you fix that. This kind comes by fasting and prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is connecting to God. Connecting back to God. Fasting is disconnecting from the world. Disconnecting from the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. I don't care who you are. I constantly, I am your pastor. I am your preacher. I do this full time and I constantly have to go back and align myself and say, God help me because I'm disconnecting from you and I'm connecting to the world. And that's why I love this season when we get real, when we get honest, when we get to this place where we feel like we're disconnected from God, we're too connected to the world. In comes fasting and it disconnects us from the world and in comes prayer. It reconnects us to God and suddenly we have dominion and power over the enemy and a fresh anointing and we obtain the favor of God again on our lives. Somebody give him a great shout of praise. Don't you want that? Say this, if I give up desirable food, I'll become very desirable to God the next 21 days. That's not a boastful statement. That's not an arrogant statement. But the fact that God can say over me, and all he did was gave up meat and bread and sugar and ate vegetables and God said, oh, Daniel, you are greatly desirable to me because you're doing something physical that brings spiritual release in heaven. tell you what what a powerful video my mom sent that to me a couple days ago and i think i must have listened to that 
Um, I got to be honest with you. I think I must have listened to that about three or four different times. That was the coolest message that I think I had ever heard in quite a while. Um, a very, very cool message. I, I, every time I heard it and listened to it, I had to play it again and again and again. I literally played it for an hour straight. So however many times that was able to play, I want to say it was like four times. I think I listened to it and now this would make a fifth. This was a really good audio piece. And yes, I will post it on Telegram so you guys can uh, get an idea, you know, see the video along with the audio. But like I said, it was 17 minutes long, 18 minutes long, but it was well worth it. And I felt that because, like I said, this is probably going to be a one out of, you know, one show, probably the only show this week. Because, like I said, got a lot going on. I had to do my breaks yesterday um, and my break job. Just, of course, you know, when you think it's going to take you 40, 50 minutes, it ends up taking you two hours. So that was a big pain in the butt. But, you know, just got a lot going on. But uh, like I said, um, I'm going to try to see if I could squeeze one more podcast in maybe Sunday. I'm not sure, but I think maybe Sunday. I might be able to squeeze one on Sunday night um, because I won't have to get up as early on Monday like I typically do. So maybe I might be able to squeeze one more on Sunday evening um, before I go over to Detroit for a couple few days. Um, so like I said, it's, it's just been a very, very busy and chaotic month so far. Um, some unexpected stuff, but some things that were foreseen. So, but anyway, so let's close us out in prayer. So heavenly father, we just want to say thank you so very much for this time together. And it's been far too long since we've been on the air here. I do apologize for that, but as you know, you are working in many other ways and I know you have, you have the perfect plan that's being played out right now. And we are just doing our best to play our part and to do our work on your behalf uh, to, to, to help, well, to help get this country back on track. And, um, we just pray also for the people and the children in Hawaii. If the stories are correct and it's true, we do pray for all the lost little children, uh, that, that may have been burned alive, uh, over there, uh, in the Pacific. It is a very disheartening story. It's a disheartening event that's taking place over there. But God, we know, we know that you have, you have us in the palm of your hands. You know the beginning and the end of all things. You know the beginning and end of all of us. And so we will continue to trust in you. We will continue to follow you. We will continue to pray for guidance from you. And that everything that we do falls in perfect alignment with your great plan. And Rietta adds to the prayer, Lord, we need your power. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. We know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but an enemy that has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Lord, we know Jesus paid the price for our sins, and through faith we are saved. Lord, we ask for the truth and lies to continue to be revealed. Father, we pray for those in Maui. Lord, please stop the evil doings. Father, comfort those who are hurting over this horrific tragedy. Lord, we need your favor, protection, wisdom, and discernment. And yes, Leslie Liberty also adds here, pray for Trump as he return, as he turns himself in. And so we will continue to pray for our leaders, the rightful leaders, not just uh, you know the good people that are still in the, the de facto, but we pray for our 
all the men and women who are in the National Assembly, all the different states' assembly, and for safe travels for Bill Hermanson and others who are continuously working to get our our de jure government back in place and, and restored back to in the hands of we the people. And so we ask God that you guide our thoughts, words, and actions, and may we always do the right thing. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you what, what a great, great show. I'm so glad I, I was able to get on here. So glad I was able to get on here and do this because I tell you, it, it's been, honestly, it's been killing me not being able to get on air because um, there's been so much going on and so much taking place. It's like, man, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. But, you know, we need to still remember, we need to focus on the educational aspect of things. Um, so what we need to do is we need to stay focused because no matter how much turmoil is going on around the world, no matter how much they try to distract us, no matter how much Satan tries to push us over and knock us down and trip us up and try to get us to gash our head, you know, in, in, into that boulder as we fall, we need to continue to keep self-educating. And so I, I want to continue to start getting into more stuff on the archives on national-assembly.net and start reading through some of these documents again, some of these, you know, different things like that, because we need to continue to keep our minds sharp. We need to continue to keep what's important in front of us. And that is to make sure we understand what we need to do, where our foundations come from and how we build upon it. Okay. This is what we need to do. So anyways, I hope you all have a great day, great night, wherever you're at in the world. And remember, I think we will be back here. I'm going to try my best to you know, get back on the air on Sunday. So I hope you'll have a wonderful evening. And uh, just know that God is on our side. We are on God's side. And if you're fighting for righteousness and you're fighting for freedom and you're fighting for this nation, you're fighting for the voiceless and the widows and the orphans and the elderly and, and the weak, then I think you're fighting for God. I think you're on God's side. I really do. Like Rietta was just saying right here, studying should be a big priority for all. Yes, it is. So if we're ever going to be a self-governed body politic in this country, we have to continuously educate ourselves. And so with that, I bid you all adieu. God bless. And we will see you hopefully back here on Sunday. God bless, ladies and gentlemen.
Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line.
see you back here next time. Oh, shit.